It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling And everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and the song you just heard is It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Michael Doyle. Michael is a graduate from West Delaware High School, where he placed fifth at 145 pounds. He went on to wrestle at Warburg for head coach Jim Miller and became a three-time All-American. In 1995, Michael took a teaching position at Independence High School and he became head coach of the Independence Mustangs in 1999. Since then, he's built a consistent winner and his program is well-respected across the state of Iowa. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Coach Michael Doyle. How long How long have you been doing that, junior high football? Oh, man. This is my 28th year of teaching, so I've been, I've been at it a long time. I think I've done junior high football for maybe 21 years. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, right around 20 years. It's, yeah, it's been, it's been a long time, but it's been good. Like I said, I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, true. it's a great opportunity to get to know the kids. So, and the team is your high school team anyway, has been pretty solid this year. They're last yeah. I checked, they're ranked what six, they're seven and one or six yeah. and one. Yeah. 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 That sounds about right. Um, you know, my, my son played football and once he graduated, it kind of, he seemed to lose a little bit of, contact with it but mm-hmm. i get along good with uh, coach puts you know sometimes you hear a head head wrestling and head football coaches not necessarily getting getting along but mm-hmm. coach puts i think does an awesome job with our football program and uh, i get along with him really well and uh really enjoy kind of his input on things he's also our athletic director but uh-huh. um yeah i think in seventh grade uh we maybe start behind some other teams they're probably ahead of us physically mm-hmm. and stuff but uh, you know, by the time we're freshmen, sophomores, we catch up to them. And um, it's just kind of like coming up with a system. And then seventh grade is kind of the beginning of the system. So you're mm-hmm. teaching these kids kind of the ground floor of of blocking and tackling. And then, you know, eighth grade, they get a little better. Ninth grade, they get a little better. And they get a little faster, a little stronger. So by the time they're, you know, sophomores and juniors, they're, they're catching on to like what we're trying to do. And um, I think our football program has made a lot of strides because independence used to kind of be a doormat. We used to not be very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when I first came to independence and, you know, the last few years, uh, probably the last, I don't know, five or six years we've been, I would say competitive. I don't, you know, last year, I think we made it to the final eight. So, um, wow. yeah, so it's, it's better. I mean, it's going better. Mm-hmm. Does it, did it kind of give you an eye opening to what the junior high wrestling scene may have been like, or have you always kind of been, involved in that a little bit uh, i've always been involved in that a little bit i mean junior high starts before high school so it's about a month ahead of high school so um i i tend to go in there and just kind of hang out a little bit it's kind of a good um i don't know pr thing i guess you know mm-hmm. again i get to know a lot of these kids in football and so you know during wrestling i kind of hang back and tease them and bug them and <laughs> kind of grab their arm and ask them if they're getting any tougher and that, you know, just trying to, again, build relationships and try to get, get to know those kids. And I want those kids to know me and I want them to know that I care about them, not just, you know, in football and wrestling, but in school and, and at home and how it's going. So um, it's all part of the 
program. You know, it's, I don't want to be a coach that's, you know, three months out of the year coach. So I try to try to do as much as I can with kids as, as often as I can, regardless of their age. Yeah, I don't think you can have a program as good as yours just being a three-month <laughs> program or a three-month coach. Yeah, no, and, and I think that's what we try to – we try to tell our athletes, like, I don't think it's, it's good for me to say, you got to be in the weight room. You got to be out for other sports. You got to do this. You got to do that. And then I don't do anything. So, um, you know, we, we coaches, I guess, uh, football, wrestling, I guess are kind of the two things we're talking about, but, you know, I think you got coaches at independence right now that care about kids and it's not, yeah, we want them to do good at wrestling or we want them to do good at football, but it's bigger than that. We want to be a good person. We want them to make good decisions. We want to be leaders. You know, if we can get them to do that, they'll be successful at whatever they do. So um, obviously football and wrestling are vehicles that we use to try to demonstrate some of those behaviors, but um, it's just about kids growing up and, and maturing and, and becoming good young men, regardless of what they do on the athletic field or on the mat. But, but yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I, we have good people here, so. Yeah, and you you've been there. You say this twenty eighth year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm one of the old guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it goes by fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it it does. You know, people give you a hard time, and you know, when your kids are little, they say, "Oh, enjoy it." It goes by fast, and you're kind of like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." You know, mm-hmm. but man, they're right. It goes it goes by fast. I can. I was just telling a story about my son. <clears throat> Uh, when he was in kindergarten, he broke his collarbone at a mat club practice. And I was telling a guy a story about it. And I was thinking he was kind of being wimpy because he's kind of laying on his back, kind of crying, whimpering. And I'm like, I went to grab his shoulder and to say, hey, Matthew, you know, you need to get up or whatever. And he just started wailing. I go, oh, something's wrong. <laughs> and sure <laughs> enough, he had broken his collarbone. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it goes, it goes by really fast, really fast. So. But it's been good. I mean, uh, it, you know, we've had some good, really good teams here, I think, uh, competitive teams. I don't know that, you know, we've had teams that are state championship teams, but we're kind of in the mix a lot. Uh, you know, our team's kind of always top 10, top five. Uh, so, and if you're going to wrestle us, you know, regardless of how good we are, I think we're going to fight you, you know. So I think teams are aware of that and they know that we're going to put a solid team out there and, not, not any, like any of our, like last year, I mean, we got second last year in duels and we didn't have a single state place winner. I don't know if that's ever been done, uh, but everybody on our team, you know, give or take is like 30 and 10 or 34 and eight or, you know, no, nobody's bad, but we didn't have anybody that was outstanding. We had a lot of above average or, you know, pretty good wrestlers and, when you get 14 of them in a lineup, it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard to lose. So um, we had some good things go our way. We had some close matches with the uh, Osage and um, twi- twice really last year. And, you know, it would be nice to get West Eller a little bit better of a, of a duel, but mm-hmm. uh, their, their upper weights are just better than us. So, mm-hmm. um, but it is what it is. And it's a new year, time to move on. So we got new kids and got to get them tough. Yeah. When do you start rolling around on the mat? Typically, uh, High school wrestling, I think starts like November 14th. I think okay. uh, that's a Monday 14th, 15th, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. So like I said, my last football game is tomorrow. So, uh, 
you know, get a little bit of time off, but you know, like girls wrestling is starting now. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trying to help those coaches get organized and get ready. And then like, uh, you know, well, junior, well, actually junior high starts in about a week. So then girls, wrestling, yeah, girls wrestling will start in three weeks and then high school boys wrestling's after that. So it's kind of boom, boom, boom. But like I said, you know, you're just, you're kind of around the program all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, officially it starts, but you know, there's kids that are asking you about this or that or workouts or meal plans or, you know, working out here and there. So, um, you're kind of always around it a little bit, even though you might not be directly in the wrestling room coaching. Yeah. Yeah, you just mentioned there's quite a few things there I want to unpack. First is, um, since we'll start kind of at the beginning, you're West Delaware grad. Yep, yep, ninety-one. <laughs> so has that been, you know, do you get, does that, how do I say this? When you go back and wrestle West Delaware, you know, is there always a little extra there for you? Or did there used to be, and now since you've been in Independence for so long, it's just kind of is. I mean, I think both Manchester and Independence have similar programs. Uh, you know, Coach Voss at West Delaware does a great job there. Um, it's had a really good program. The last few years, they've been really, really good. So, um, but but I just think you have two communities that want to want to do well. And when it comes to wrestling, I mean, who doesn't want to do well? But I think there's just there's like just a certain uh, pride or you know grit, what, whatever it is, when it comes to you know, the wrestling program here at Independence and uh, Brad Adams was the coach before I was. And, you know, I think he started to develop that. And I think we've been able to take that and advance it a little bit. But, you know, I I think regardless of who we're wrestling, I mean, our kids got to be ready to fight. So, um, you know, I I think when we wrestle West Delaware, I think a lot of people on the outside, you know, want to make it a, a big deal. And, and it is a big deal. I mean, we want to win, but you know what? We want to win against everybody. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's West Delaware or Osage or Mount Vernon or Solon or, I mean, I think we go into that uh, just trying to get the kids confident and believing, uh, you know, that you're going to be successful. A lot of times our duel is kind of towards the end of the year. So, you know, it's a pretty important competition wise um, regardless of winning or losing it, like I want to see kids that are, you know, kind of into the season, ready mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, and so that's a good, that's a good duel at the time of year because it kind of gets you in that competitive, emotional, like state tournament type setting. People are yelling, people are loud. It's dark. It's intense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a traveling trophy on the line. I mean, really, so those are all, yeah, we have this Dell Buck uh, trophy that the winner the winner gets to keep, and uh, we started that a few years ago. And you know, Coach Voss and I, we, we're competitive. We want to win, and so sure, if we're going against each other, I mean, it's let's let's go. You know, <laughs> but then I think after the you know after the duel, we got a lot of respect for each other, and you know, I think their program makes our program better, and I think our program makes their program better. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, I think our communities are fortunate to be able to have something like that. A lot of communities don't have that. I mean, how many times do you have a single duel and there could be 2000 people at it. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Not yeah. Too many people can do that. So, uh, and a lot of times we have it on TV, 9.2's broadcasted it a lot the last few years. So, so yeah, it's, it's an important, it's an important event and we want to do good at it. 
So no kidding. I didn't know 9.2 broadcast. That's, that's pretty cool too. Normally yeah. you don't get a dual broadcast like that. No, not, I mean, a lot of times like 9.2 will do um, like Cedar Rapids, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or something close, but yeah, they've, they've uh, broadcast, boy, I don't know how many years it's been. It's been quite a few years now, but again, I think our two communities have something unique that, you know, not a lot of communities have. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of interesting. Usually when we wrestle, like I want to say last year, maybe uh, independence wrestled West Delaware. And that was like number one versus number three uh, Lisbon and Don Bosco wrestled in, in the same night. And it was like number one and number two. And I think Wartburg wrestled Augsburg at <laughs> Augsburg. And I think that was like number one and maybe number four. I mean, so you have some, again, that time of year, you know, you're kind of kind of getting into your championship run a little bit. So uh, like I said earlier, it, it's, it's physical, it's mental, it's emotional. And, you know, you're kind of getting ready for the end of the season. And those are things that we're, we're wanting to see out of our athletes. Yeah, that brings up an interesting point in that seems like you're ramping it up. Some people like tend to ramp it down a little bit as they head into the postseason. Sure. You know, we, uh, you're taking we, it up a notch. Yeah, yeah, we try. I mean, uh, I'm taking it up. A, I would say I'm taking it up a notch, like mentally and emotionally. Uh, we are like ramping it down physically. Um so, you know, practice is shorter. Kids are home earlier. Um, it's not as physically demanding, but I, I would say it's more mental demanding. Wow. Um, we spend a lot of time uh, talking to our kids about expectations. Like, what are you capable of? You know, what do you believe can happen? You know, a lot of mental mental training. We, we have uh, an athlete on our teams. A mom actually comes in and works with our athletes one day a week on mental training. And so a lot of teams, you know, it's like kind of the Gable philosophy, like train, 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 you know, I'll work your guy, I'll work your guy. And, and that is important, but we, we do spend uh, a quite a bit of time on the mental aspect of it as well. And so kind of at that point of the year, we're switching gears to focus probably more on mental than physical. Um, so when you say ratchet it up, I mean, yeah, we are emotionally and mentally we are rationing it up, but Physically, you know, we're, we're starting to rest a little bit. So, wow. That that's pretty <laughs> digesting. That. That's pretty interesting that you are basically separating all the, those three pieces mentally is a piece physically is a piece, you know, and um, I forget what else you said. Yeah, emo- emotional. emotional. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Those are all three different pieces that you are most mostly like individually working on in a yeah. way, but also cohesively working on it at the same time. Yeah, we, we try to, um, how do I want to say this? We try to like point out a lot of examples, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of people, I think on the outside, see the physical part of wrestling. Right. And they understand that like at a high school level, college level, youth level. I don't think very many people understand the mental or the, the emotional aspect of wrestling. So I think that's where, I don't know. I, I honestly believe our team has an advantage because, you know, we talk about that. We believe in it. Our kids believe in it. They trust us. Our parents trust us. Like our community lets us coach. Um, so I think those are really important things in running, uh, you know, a somewhat successful program 
is, you know, you got to, tr- you got to trust whoever, whoever's driving, uh, this ship or guiding it or, you know, whatever, uh, you got to trust that person. And, uh, I guess at that point in the year, you know, our kids are to the point where, Hey, if you want to get to whatever your goals are, you're going to have to trust us. And that might, that might mean like, this is going to sound weird. That might mean like kind of resting today. That might mm-hmm. mean maybe you come in for half an hour, drill a little bit and you're done, you know, and, and kids are like, Holy cow, like wrestling's wrestling's easy today. Well, it's easy physically, <laughs> you know, but then it might be like, Hey, think about these three things. And that might be where you're getting into them mentally and, they got to visualize things and they got to do different things that they're not necessarily used to doing. So that becomes the harder part of practice and it's not this physical grind. So how long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been doing parts of that for quite a while. Wow. Um, seems like you were ahead of I its would time. Say, <laughs> what's that? It seems like you were ahead of its time. That seems like something that has, as I've been talking to people only sure. somewhat recently in, in the last like five years or so, you know, been yeah. more of a aspect or more of a focus. I I would say uh, when I first started coaching, I think it's it's kind of like as you get older, you get a little wiser, mm-hmm. and so you try something throughout the year. And every group's a little bit different, and what drives them. But like you have to find those things that really get them to focus. And like, there's a couple of things with a high school kid. If you can get a high school kid to focus and figure out what he wants and somehow get him confident, that kid is dangerous. So, and I don't care what his ability is. I mean, if you can get him to focus mentally, okay, for like the whole match and even like ahead of the match and learn like, hey, at this time you need to relax. At this time you need to be intense, you know, and that's hard for kids to do. That's hard for them to turn the switch on and shut it off. And, but if you can get them to do that and you can rehearse that and rehearse that and rehearse that and you can get them confidence, they're dangerous. Mm -hmm. They're really dangerous. And so that's really like at the end of the year, uh, those are really some of the things we probably spend more time on than, you know, training. So uh, now over Christmas or early part of January, that's a lot of training. You know, kids are tired, kids are worn out, kids are fatigued, you know, but by the time we're rolling around to the West Delaware duel into January, you know, we're starting to put the brakes on and really starting to work on them on their head more than their body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but yeah, I would say, I mean, again, I, I think you're just trying to get the most you can out of your athletes and whatever way you can do that. And I think in the older days, we did that physically. We pushed them, we ran, we lifted, we did, we wrestled, we did all the stuff that was hard. Um, now I think people have gotten maybe a little bit smarter and that's no disrespect to anyone, but mm-hmm. you know, I think it's more, you're training your mind a little bit more. And mm-hmm. so you can get a lot, out, a lot out of kids. And if you can do that, <laughs> then the parents trust you even more. So that's <laughs> a good mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, you, you reminded me of a story that I talked to one of your former athletes, Ben Lehman, about. He said that um, he was going out there to wrestle somebody. And he didn't know who he was, but he was ranked like number one or number two. You know, he's ranked really high. And and what he, let's see what he said, that um, you tricked him into thinking he was wrestling a really good kid. And he lost like three, two or three, one, but you were happy about it. But you failed to tell him that the kid was ranked third. 
Yep. You know, good, good, like good example, like Ben, Ben, super athlete, super, super athletic kid. But sometimes if he, like, he was better off not knowing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would always try to like, you know, brainwash him, trick him, whatever. You know, he would always ask, Hey Doyle's cause he didn't know, like he just mm-hmm. really naive to wrestling and who's good and who's not. And honestly, he was better off not knowing. Like he would always want to know, Hey, is this kid good? And I'm like, ah, oh, well, you know, I saw his coach tying his shoes, so he can't be that good. You know? So, so I'm like kind of teasing him, but you know, Ben would just shake his head, God dang it. You know, but I would never tell him. And this kid might be ranked six in the state, but I would never tell him that. And he didn't know any better. And I'm like, well, you know, you can double egg Zimmerly in the, in the wrestling room. And Zimmerly was really good and heavier and meaner and tougher and stronger. Like, I said, you can double egg Zimmerly in practice. What are you worried about? You know, I was just, and then I just walk away. And I know he, he would get disgusted with me, but I, but at the same time, I know this is kind of what I'm talking about, like the mental part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he was confident. I know that he knows I believe in him because I'm like, you can do this to Zimmerly. By God, you can do this to anybody, you know? And so I would try to, you know, tease him at the same time. I'm kind of getting a little dig in there with him, but I'm also building his confidence because he knows, like, if I if I think he can do it, he thinks he can do it, you know. And so for Ben Lehman, it, it, he was he was he was awesome to coach because he would literally try and do whatever he told him to do because he trusted me, like he he did. He just he trusted me, and I had the relationship with him, and I I was uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to probably push the right buttons with him, and uh, as a result, you know, he had a, he had a great career. So, yeah, no doubt. I mean, those mental gymnastics, you know, that they can be, <laughs> they can be just as important, you know, as we're kind of describing as getting in there and training, you know, a single leg or a double leg for an hour or whatever, you know, you, you give me a six foot two guy that weighs 210 pounds <laughs> and super fast and super strong. I'll make him a good wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, yeah for sure yeah and ben, ben had a lot of a lot of athletic ability but you know i think which is great i mean we, we all have kids with athletic ability but you also got to have the mind and for him that's what he needed he needed somebody to kind of trick him and kind of you know tease him like he likes to be teased he likes attention you know but it was done in a certain way um you know another athlete of mine that was a, a state champion was ryan fank and Ryan Frank wrestled uh, James Morris from Solon. James Morris was an awesome linebacker for the University of Iowa. And Morris wrestled Fank and like two, two or three times before the state semifinals. And like I brain, I said Fank, you know, and, and we got beat like both times, like mm-hmm. pretty decently, like decently. And I'm like, Fank, man, you got this guy right where you want him, you know. Said he, he, he can't beat a good guy three times, you know, three times. Said, and then we're going into the semifinals. Fink's got to win this match, like to get into the finals. And I'm like, dude, you're going to do this. And this is how you're going to do it. And I mean, we had a game plan, you know, but Fink trusted us and he believed in what we were telling him. And by God, he goes out there and he beats James Morris, you know, and then a match later, he's the, he's the state champion. So, uh, you know, you, you got to have athletes that believe in you. I mean, it's just like, it's a two way street, right? I can't, I can't expect my athletes to do really well if I don't believe in them. And if they don't believe in me as a coach, then, you know, it's not going to work. So, 
we gotta, we gotta have this trust between the two of us. And, and that's something that you're always doing. You know, people talk about, well, you know, are you recruiting kids? Or, I mean, you're always recruiting kids. You're always talking to kids. You're always trying to figure out what pushes them and what motivates them and what gets them excited. You know, I have a couple of kids in school right now. I, te- I tease them about their favorite NFL team. I don't even watch NFL football very much, but by God, I need to know like did the Packers win or lose or did the Ravens win or lose or the, or the Bengals win or lose because I have kids on my team that are into football and I have kids that are going to ask me, you know, I like the Cowboys and they'll tease me. So I need to know like did the Cowboys win or not? Because if they lost, I know I'm going to get some static on Monday, you know? but that builds a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so those kids, uh, Start, you know, it's not about, it's not about wrestling or it's not about football. It's about making the kid a better kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's the important thing I think in coaching. So I think I remember that Fank match. Cause that's when, you know, MFL was still two way. Oh and yeah. So I, I remember him beating Morris cause you know, yeah, we were all kind of awestruck by Morris, the linebacker. He's yeah. going to Iowa. And, He's a specimen. Uh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. And here's Ryan Fank. And I know he hadn't beaten him before cause I thought he got beat by him last the year before in the state. And yeah, I think we were 0 three against him. I think we lost to him maybe the year before and then twice during mm-hmm. the year. And Fank was kind of like, I remember, I remember the first time he was pretty down and I'm like, Fank, we got him right where we want him. Hell, I didn't know if we had him where we wanted him or not, but I was like, Fank, we got him right where we want him. This is what we, this is going to work out. You got to mm-hmm. trust us. It's going to work out. And I mean, it did somehow yeah. some it did. So I mean, I, I have a lot of stories about different kids and different things. And, uh, you know, I just got to find, find what like gets them going. But like I said earlier, if, if you got a kid that is confident, um, and, and trusts you, they're dangerous mm-hmm. because they're going to do everything they can to do, do whatever it is that they're capable of. So that's mm-hmm. what I like about coaching. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like training kids. I like pushing them. I like, you know, trying to do all that stuff, you know, but I really love the end of the year. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I get excited because just to see a kid go out there and, you know, maybe accomplish something, maybe they didn't quite think maybe they could do totally. And those are memories like they will have forever. And uh, we've been lucky here at Independence. We've had, you know, we've had some pretty good kids. We've had some pretty good parents. And so, you know, we've been able to do create some of those memories. So, which is great. Yeah, one of those memories that I remember is that 2005 team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> still a thorn in MFL's side because we got fourth. We ended up getting fourth. Independence got third. Yeah. And Nate Alber had that magical run. He was the one that kind of stuck out when you said we had some kids that kind of maybe, I don't want to say overachieved, but accomplished something that maybe they didn't believe at first that they could accomplish, but you knew they could or yep. you saw. And he Nate. got I got, a, yep, I got a Nate Albert story real quick. So he wrestles this kid from South Tama, like, I don't know, Chamberlain or Chimer. I don't, I don't remember the kid's name for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, I want to say Nate, Nate got majored. He might almost got tech fall in the duel. And I'm scratching my head like, gosh, this is a kid we're going to have to beat like somewhere, mm-hmm. some, somehow. And then at conference, we wrestled him again. And I mean, maybe the first time we got beat by like 13 Mm-hmm. And at conference, I think we got majored and I'm like, all right, man, we're getting closer, you know, mm-hmm. and Nate's, you know, Nate's probably thinking, oh, geez, I lost by eight or nine. And I come in there. I'm all excited. I said, man, you're doing awesome. 
Like you, you got this kid right where we want him, not knowing what's going to happen, but mm-hmm. knowing this is a pretty good kid. And he was a good kid, mm-hmm. but in both of those matches, that kid like shot a lot. We, we kind of were on defense a little bit more like Nate's good when he's offensive and he's just kind of an average wrestler when he's on the defense. And so I said, Albert, here's the deal. And so here we are semifinals. We got mm-hmm. the kid from South Tama. I said, come here, man, this is what we're going to do. Just straight face, like hundred percent confident. Like this is what you're going to do. Okay. I didn't ask him. I said, do you think you can do this? Or do you, I know this is what you're going to do. You're going to go out there and you're going to shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot because this kid's kind of long and he'd get to our legs and pull us in and score. I'm like, dude, don't let him. That's where he's good. Like you just keep shooting and shooting and shooting and don't let him, don't let him in on your legs. And Nate's like, all right. Like he trusted us and he went and tried to do it. And sure enough, he won like six to four six to three, something like that in the semifinals, put them in the finals. And like you said, you know, I had four, four guys, I think, and I think we only lost like two or three matches the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. Zimmerle and Lehman win it. Andy O'Loughlin gets like third or fourth. <laughs> Nate gets second. So three of our four guys are in the finals. You know, we're going down to state and people are like, Hey, good luck. You know, how do you think you'll do? I'm like, dude, I think we're going to get a trophy. And they're looking at me like, yeah, whatever. Right. And we did, we put three kids in the finals and, and uh, those kids believed that they could win. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what other people thought. And they went out and we had a great tournament. It was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah. but again, some of the things we're talking about, like trust and belief and confidence, Nate had all those things. So it was Man, fun. Ben had one of the most memorable finals matches <laughs> I can remember. <laughs> that kid from Emmitsburg. I think they both went yeah. on their back a couple of times. Well, we had uh, Heston, Heston Johnson was an assistant coach. And so he'd spend a lot of time with the upper weights, like Andy and Ben and Mike. And I remember Heston and I was sitting in the finals and, and, and Ben would like go flying across the mat because he's wrestling uh, Adam Kinney, I think from Emmitsburg. And I look over to Heston. I'd be like, what the hell is he doing? You know, trying to, because like Heston's kind of like, you know, more of his personal coach, you know, kind of like telling him this and that. And then I, you know, I'm kind of like working through Heston and so he's like, I don't know. I don't know, but we're going to get him. We're going to get him. <laughs> and sure enough, man, we got him. But man, it was crazy and wild. The whole crowd stand up. Be like 30 seconds later, they'd stand up again the other way. I mean, it was, it was really entertaining. Mm-hmm. But again, Ben, Ben's a real athletic guy, uh, you know, very coachable, but really pretty naive to wrestling. And here, you know, being in the state finals, he's like, I don't know, this is another match. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. think it was a big deal. This is another match, you know? And to Ben, that's the approach he needed to have. Because if you made it like this big deal and super important and super stressful and super anxiety, he's not going to perform very well. So we made it just another match. So sure enough, like he's wide open, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's points are flying all over, you know, and you get to some finals matches, you know, they're kind of boring because it's three to two or whatever. Ben wasn't like that. Boring mm-hmm. wasn't his his forte. He had to be full throttle, wide open. Here we go. And if he did that, more times than not, he's going to be successful. Yeah. And then switching gears from uh, maybe, you know, like Ben Lehman, who, <laughs> you know, you kind of made it a little more relaxed for him. How about on the opposite coin? You know, you had like Zimmerly and Laughlin and other wrestlers along the way where, you probably had to take a completely different approach. Oh yeah. Those two very, very serious, very business. Andy, especially Zimmerly, very stuck. Both of them, very, very stubborn kids. Um, so yeah, coaching them a lot different, you know, like 
Andy's the kind of kid that needed to be in the wrestling room, like, you know, 350 days out of the year, just grind, 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 stay late, show up early, do all the hard stuff. Ben was the guy that needed the day off, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and both, both state <laughs> champions for me, like, but completely different. And, you know, Zimmerly was a lot like Andy. He was a, he was a grinder. He was tough, physical, um, good hustler, super, super, super hard worker. Nate, Nate Albert is a really hard worker too. Mm-hmm. You know, I got, I got these kids now and they, and they work hard. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I wish I would have videotaped like some of the practices that those guys went through to watch Lehman and Zimmerly like wrestle each other. And basically aside from straight out punching each other, I mean, <laughs> they, they, it was like probably the most, as a coach, one of the most enjoyable <laughs> practice watching <laughs> events ever. I mean, they, they like would go at it and, I mean, if Ben got the best of Mike, man, Ben would be letting Mike know about it. And boy, Mike could just get pissed <laughs> next time, you know, next go or next situation, whatever it was. I mean, we always had to have a couple of coaches around because like those two super intense, but then after practice, like best buddies, mm-hmm. best buddies. And then the Laughlin's kind of in there too, because he's, he's smaller, but he's, he's, he can wrestle in a good enough position to wrestle with those guys some. And I mean, it, it was a war at times with them, but they, they would fight for each other. I mean, they loved each other. They like made our team like super competitive Mm -hmm. because they just, they're really competitive kids. Yeah. So you kind of mentioned your, your kids nowadays, how has your philosophy changed over the years? If at all, you know, maybe not the main core philosophy, but I think, I think nowadays training kids is a little bit trickier. It's, it's a little, it's, well, it's downright harder, I would say. Um, and I think maybe as I've gotten older, I've gotten smarter, but at the same time, I got to work a little bit harder to relate to them because uh, like age wise, you know, mm-hmm. when like Zimmerly and Lehman and Alaf and those kids were in school, I was, you know, I could wrestle with those guys from time to time. And I remember Ben Lehman when he was, he was a sophomore, I wrestled in first practice and just, I mean, I just beat the crap out of him. I, mean, I let him have it. And then I, and then I kind of left him alone for a while. And I remember wrestling him again, kind of like middle of January or so. And I would take, you know, he didn't know this, but I would like kind of take it easy. And our match would be kind of, so magically our match would be kind of close. And I'd be like, Oh my God, after practice, I'd be like, layman, man, you are getting good. He's like, what do you mean? I said, well, geez, our match was like eight to seven or eight to six. I said, and either I'm getting worse or you're just getting a lot tougher. I'm getting tougher, coach. I'm getting tougher. You know? <laughs> and then at the end of the year, I just have to take it. I mean, I let Ben just beat me up. I just, because mentally he's like, man, I'm, I'm beating up coach Doyle. I can beat up anybody, you know, it's kind of hard on my body, but like, I didn't care because he's thinking like I can beat anybody. And that's how I want him to think. And so uh, nowadays it, it's, it's a lot uh, more tippy toe, tightrope walking, I would say. Um, kids, I think we live in a super hypersensitive society. And so when you are pushing, like what I would call pushing a kid, you know, I think, or pushing a team, you know, I think some people think I'm like being like super hard on them. Well, I'm being hard on them because I think they can do really well. I think they mm-hmm. have a lot of potential. And I think some, I think the perspective has maybe changed a little bit. Um, kids, kids don't do, kids don't 
maybe I should phrase it this way. Kids don't look to do the hard stuff anymore. They look to get out. Like if it's hard, what can I do to get out of it? Instead of like more at my beginning of my coaching career, all right, we're going to run whatever it is. Or all right, we're going to wrestle hard, whatever it is. And they just did it because they like knew that that's what they had to do to be good. Nowadays, kids will kind of question it. Like, why are we doing this? Or they'll try to find ways out of it or they'll find, they'll find the right partner so that it isn't as hard. And they look to find, they look to cut the corners more, mm-hmm. um, which is frustrating because I mean, like my team last year, super talented, super talented, but we lacked a lot of things. We didn't really have a real good leader um, or leaders. We didn't have like the in, in your face mentality, but yet everyone on my team had 30 wins or more. So it's, it's weird. I think you have to like find ways to get them confidence. You have to find ways to make them think they're in good shape. Um, and so you just, you just have to try this and try that and keep trying until you find the kind of the combination that works. And like I said earlier, every, every team has been different. Mm-hmm. Every dynamic is a little different. And I mean, our program, you know, we do certain things at certain times of the year. Um, that hasn't changed as much, but like how you do it, I think has changed. Like you can't just wrestle for 30 minutes. I mean, kids, kids will be, hurt kids will be bleeding kids will be on break i mean it's just you gotta like chunk it out you gotta like talk to them in between you kind of got them get them mentally focused about what's ahead and what's important and then i've been able to get it out of them that way Mm -hmm. versus more in the beginning i mean they would just go hard because they didn't know any better you know now it's Mm -hmm. like i gotta trick them more does that make sense yeah yeah i gotta be a magician a little bit more Mm -hmm. Uh, and i don't say that arrogantly i just I just, right. kids are, kids, kids are more delicate and mm-hmm. you got to be aware of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, no offense at home, but I think it's more delicate at home too. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think our society is like that. We, we want to find the easy way out of everything instead of, you know what, maybe the best way is just to go right at it head on mm-hmm. and figure it out. But I, you know, trying to teach kids to persevere, trying to teach kids to be determined, trying to teach kids not to give up. I mean, you can always win a match potentially if you don't give up. So Mm -hmm. just trying to instill those qualities in a kid is, you know, it's a full-time job now. Yeah. It's what it makes me think of is uh, my parents or, you know, yourself, um, they worked hard so that we didn't have to necessarily, you know, was kind of the mentality. Like I worked really hard so then I could give you some of the things that maybe I didn't have as a kid, or I could make it a little easier for you but it almost went too far, you know, and now we need to bring it back a little bit where, like you were saying, we're trying to find a way to go around the wall, over the wall, under the wall, whatever, instead of just going through the wall. Yeah. Yeah. We need, we need, in my opinion, we need more of through the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's times you got to work smart and all, I mean, I, I get all that, but I mean, sometimes you just got to bear down and do it. You don't got to question things. You just do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Coach Miller at Warburg, uh, I wrestled at Warburg, and, you know, he would always say, you do it anyway. You do it anyway. How you feel is irrelevant. You do it anyway. Some days you're going to feel good. Some days you're not. Some days you got this or that. It don't matter. You got to do it anyway. And that's really how life is. I mean, there's times you don't want to do this or that, but you got to do it anyway. 
And, you know, I think there's a lot of shutdown in our society where kids get up against something that's kind of tough or challenging or uncomfortable and they just shut down instead of persevere. I was teasing my uh, math class. I teach high school math and the kids were, we were taking it coming up upon a test and kids were kind of complaining. And I just simply said in tough times, we must learn to persevere. And I mean, that's, that's true. Like, I don't care what it is. It can be a sport. It can be a school. It can be a job. It can be a marriage. It can be raising kids in tough times. We got to persevere. We, we can't just look for an easier way. Like Mm -hmm. you have to find a way to persevere. And sometimes that's just rolling up your sleeve and hitting that wall head on. So Mm -hmm. I don't know any other way. I guess that's how I was. So, (laughs) yeah. And I remember watching a, a little video from coach Miller who he was talking about getting in the mindset before he walked into the practice room. he's like, I don't care what's going on. When I walk through this door, when I used to into this practice room, I had to be on, or I had to be focused. Like for these guys, I had to be like, just the way it had to be. Yeah. I think for him, he had like 18 steps or something between his office and the wrestling room door. And and that's how he was Mm -hmm. like when, when he walked in the wrestling room, man, it was a hundred percent wrestling. And it wasn't about boosters here or classes or this or that. It was like whatever our team needed. I mean, that was his focus. And, you know, I think for, you know, a lot of the things I do, I learned from him, Um, you know, and he was, he would always do like, you know, I was telling you some stories about Lehman and, and Albert and those guys, but like coach Miller do the same thing to us. You know, he, he would like get in our head and tease us and try to get us to think a certain way and, um, you know, with coach Miller, there's, there's no limit. Like he would always preach. There's no limit. There's no limit on what you can do if you're willing to work. And, you know, there's a lot of truth to that, not just in wrestling, but I think that's how life is. You know, mm-hmm. if you're willing to get up and do whatever it is and do it again and again, I mean, you're always going to have a job. You're always going to be a commodity that somebody wants because there isn't very many people that can do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and do it consistently. So, um, a lot of, I think a lot of my coaching, uh, mentality, you know, my personality is a little bit different than coach Miller, but mm-hmm. I would say a lot of my philosophies and expectations are very similar to how he coached us. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of kids, especially nowadays, they know you wrestled and that they wrestled, you went to Wartburg and you had success and do they know some of this stuff? That's like, do they know point. Mike Doyle, the wrestler? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I'd be interesting to ask them. I think, I think kids have the perception that like when I was younger and I wrestled a lot, they're like, Oh my God, coach Doyle's awesome. You don't want to wrestle him. Coach Doyle's awesome. You know? And because I, I kind of had this mentality, like, I'm going to like, I'm going to wrestle you. Like I was teasing uh, Scott Eddie. So Scott Eddie was state champ, like way back when I first started, maybe my second year at independence. And now he coaches seventh grade football with me. His son's a seventh grader. And, uh, you know, he would always tease me. He's like, man, when I was in high school, I thought I was good. And then I wrestled you and you beat the crap out of me. I said, Eddie, I was just trying to make you better. But that's, that was my mentality. Like I just jumped in, like I was an assistant for four years. And I mean, I, I did the whole practice. I mean, I'd wrestle as many different kids as I, I could. And, Back then, Independence was good. I mean, we, we won state in 96. I came to Independence in the fall of 95. Mm-hmm. We won the traditional tournament in 96, and we won duels in 97. 
And I mean, we had some really good kids. Like, and I mean, I had good, I mean, I was in a great shape. I had some good Carson Andorf. Like, I, mean, I used to wrestle him all like every day. And he got third in state. I mean, he went to Warburg and, you know, now he coaches at Ames and his uh, nephew's Marcus Coleman at Iowa State. And, Mar- and Carson did a lot with Marcus going up through high school. But anyway, I mean, I just, I had good people. Uh, Eric Schulte was state runner up. I mean, I wrestled him a lot. We had these Weber kids. There's three Webers. I wrestle all of them. And uh, I mean, I'd come in in the morning, would work on this or that. I mean, and same sort of stuff. It's the same kind of thing Coach Miller would do with us. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's helping you get better at wrestling, but he's building, he's building your your tools for life. And you know, a lot of those kids, you know, will email me or send me something like, "Hey, Coach Joe, thanks. You know, thanks for, thanks for pushing me." And at the time, <laughs> you know they didn't like it. <laughs> they right. didn't like, you know, they're like, God dang, practice is tough. Coach Doyle's like, you know, he, he's driving us, you know, but looking back on it, I really think those kids would be glad that we did that the way we did it because they probably achieved at a higher level than maybe what they thought they could do deep down inside. And they're grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So I've never had someone come up at the end and be like, ultra upset because I pushed them too much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually a thank you. It's you. This is something I'm going to have forever. You know, and some of those kids have state medals, wall charts, you know, state dual uh, trophies. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Some of the things looking back on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You were part of a two. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, I was doing this just the other day. Like, this is a very strange, interesting statistic. So I just finished my 27th year at Independence. This is 28. Mm-hmm. So of 27 years, 21 of them, Independence has either won conference, went to state duels, or placed in the top 10. Every single year except for six. You know, or combinations of them some, mm-hmm. in some way. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know, there's probably not a lot of programs like around the state that can say, Hey, we're going to do this, this, or this every single year. Like mm-hmm. it's happened every year except for six so far. So, and a lot of that, it isn't just me. I mean, we got, like mm-hmm. I said, we got good people here. We got good, we got good community. We got good parents and you know, the kids trust us and they believe in what we're doing. So um, it, it is getting a little harder just because you got it. Like some of the things you talked about earlier, but you know, kids are a little different They they try to, they try to find the easy way out of things, but, um, but that's part of the challenge as a coach, right? You got to change too, and you got to become better at what you do and you got to be a better listener and figure out which button to push. Yeah. And I was just going to say you were a part of a, a dual team and traditional team title in 91. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been, I've been fortunate. I've been, I've been really lucky to have good coaches, you know, in high school, uh, Larry Atwater, uh, was my high school coach, uh, up and all the way through high school until my senior year. And then Scott Litter was the head coach my senior year. And, uh, Jeff Voss uh, came to West Elver my senior year. But I mean, Larry Atwater changed, changed the mentality at West Delaware and not just in wrestling, but in football and wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then he left, like he got everything. It's, it's like, I kind of tease him. Like, uh, he got everything really like going really good. 
and then he went to co. <laughs> and so, I mean, he had an opportunity and, and so, you know, he, he took it and I, and I don't blame him, but I remember being, I remember being a kid and like almost crying or like tears because here was this guy that I looked up to trusted, like really believed in and he was leaving, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Oh, what are we going to get? Well, then we got coach litter and, and Scott, like he, he did an awesome job. And, uh, you know, he was like an assistant under Atwater my junior year. So he kind of learned a lot. He was just out of college. And then, and then Voss, Voss came my senior year. So here we got these two young guys, you know, they're probably 24, 25 mm-hmm. and they're running our program. And we had, I mean, we had a lot of good kids in my grade. Um, and so I had Daryl Vasky was a state champion. Adam Hutchinson was state runner up. Steve Lucky was third place. And those are three of my best friends, you mm-hmm. know, and all through school, like we did everything together, the four of us. And so whatever coach was going to come in there was going to get, <laughs> they were going to get a pretty good team. Now, were we going to win state or not? I don't know, but we, we were going to be good. Um, but I think Litter, you know, kept it in perspective, did a really good job. And I think Voss, Voss helped a lot uh, with the mentality and, and keeping us focused. And yeah, my senior year was great. And then when I went to college, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what it was going to be like. I just was mm-hmm. going to work hard. You, I was going to go run through the wall, whatever it was. And I didn't, I didn't know if I'd be varsity. I didn't know. Heck, I didn't know. I didn't care. I just went to practice every day. And I'm like, I'm going to get as tired as I can. <laughs> I go to practice, get as tired as I can. Go to practice, get as tired as I can. And I knew like Tom Hogan was at Warburg and he had been a national place winner uh, the year before. And then Lance Christensen was a, uh, state or, na- or national qualifier. And these guys are like at my weight mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't care who they are. I'm, I'm like, I wrestle them every day. I'll wrestle Hogan. I'll wrestle Christian. I didn't care. I'm like, I'm just going to go and get as tired as I can. And I remember my friend, you know, as a freshman, you don't, you don't know. I was Ben Lehman. I didn't know it better. Yeah. <laughs> and coach Miller had these meetings and I didn't, you know, again, I didn't know anything. And it's coach Miller's first year was my freshman year. <laughs> And so I remember Lance, Lance's meeting, Lance's meeting was right before me. So Hogan and, and Christensen were juniors when I was a freshman. And Lance comes out of this meeting. He says, congratulations. And I'm like, for what? He's like, you'll see. And he does all I said and walked away. And, I, and I'm a freshman and I'm like, <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous. Coach Miller can be intimidating at time. <laughs> and he's kind of in your face and very intense guy. <laughs> Uh, I go into his meeting and he's acting like, you know, all tough and like kind of like got his chest puffed out and kind of like, you know, he's like reading my body language and kind of staring at me. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like, what did I do? You know? <laughs> and so coach Miller just sits down across me and looks at me. He's like, Doyle, you think you can be the man? And I'm like, I know I can be the man. I mean, I just like snap, <laughs> you know, I'm like nervous, kind of timid. Don't know what he wants. And he asked, starts just coming right out. You think you can be the man? And I'm like, I know I can be the man. I'm acting all confident. He's like, so do we. You're the man. And I'm like, all right. Shakes my hand. I get up and I walk out. And I was like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) And so I called Lance afterwards. I said, what did he tell you? And Lance is like, well, he told me I needed to wrestle 167 because you're going to wrestle 158. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that's what he means by you're the man. <laughs> and so Hogan wrestled 150. I wrestled 158. And Kristen wrestled 167. 
And uh, my my uh, sophomore year, so those guys were seniors. Hogan won it. I got fifth, and Lance won it in the nation. And our team got our team got second place. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I was I've been lucky. I've had good coaches. I've had good workout partners. Um, you know, I got I feel like I get good assistant coaches here. So I've had a. It's not it's not just Michael Doyle. I have a lot of people mm-hmm. that you know to thank my mom and dad, Coach Mill. I mean. I have a lot of support and uh, can't do it without those people. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's uh, when you start to reflect as you're, you know, I'm getting older in my career, you reflect on some of those things and some of those things that happened. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool when you look back on it, that, man, I, I was able to be in that position and do that with this group of guys or, you know, whatever it was. So um, yeah, I was in college, I think, I mean, my freshman year was the last time Wartburg didn't win conference my freshman year. We got second to Central. And I remember that feeling. And I remember losing first round to a kid from Luther that had beaten me bad during the year. And I should have won. Like, I lost four to three. And Mm -hmm. I should have won. I felt like I should have won the match. And then I proceeded to have a so-so day. And I ended up getting like sixth place or something. And our team gets second. They take the five guys ahead of me to go to nationals. And the kid from Luther that beat me four to three was national runner up. Wow. And I had lost to an Augsburg kid uh, three to three to one. And that kid ended up being national champ. So I'm like, dude, I am, I am close. Mm-hmm. And so the next, and I hated that feeling. And I could tell coach Miller hated that feeling. And I'm like, never again am I going to feel like this. Mm-hmm. And so my sophomore, junior, and senior years, I didn't lose to an hour. At that time, it was the hour conference. Mm-hmm. I didn't lose to a single hour conference kid ever again. And it was enough was enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, again, I had I was lucky. I had, you know, I had a lot of good things. But, yeah, I had a, had a great college career. And, um, you know, I don't know if my kids know that or not. So I don't I don't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um my son's at Warburg now, so it's another reason I don't talk about it. I mean, he's got to do what he can do. Mm-hmm. He can't compare himself to what I did. So, um, but again, I just had I had good people and good resources, and kind of like Ben Lehman, I probably didn't know any better. I just I was a hard worker, so I just would go to practice every day. Like Coach Miller would say, eighteen steps, and man, it's wrestling. And I would mm-hmm. I would be kind of the same way when I walked in that door. I like put on my headgear. It's on. Like I didn't care who I had. I was going to go as hard as I could. I mean, if I can beat them by 10, I'm going to try to beat them by, you know, 15 or, you know, if I could beat them by 50, I'm going to try to beat them by six. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. whatever the next thing is. And you just go at it. Like you just go hard. And coach Miller saw something in my attitude and my work ethic. And he gave me a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's your your goal to get tired. That's typically the opposite of what people want to do. They, you know, when they get tired, that's when they fold or that's what they don't want to get. I don't want to get tired. Yeah. But that was your goal. That was my goal. And that uncomfortable feeling started mm-hmm. to become comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then you start like, you start looking forward to it. Like, let's go. Like, I'm going to see as tired as I can get. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember Coach Miller saying like, he's like, man, I don't care how, I don't care how far you run. Let's say you run a mile and you run it as hard as you can. 
you know, or let's say you're going to do 20 pushups, man, you do them as hard as you can. Or maybe you're going to do like 30 pull-ups. You do them as hard as you can. Like, and you start, you start attacking whatever it is you're doing. Like maybe I'm going to go to the weight room. I'm going to attack bench press. I'm going to attack squat. I'm not just going to get through it. I'm going to attack it. You know, and like you start getting that mentality. Like my schoolwork, you know, I got to write a paper. You're going to attack it. You're not going to be like, ah, I'm just going to get through this. And that becomes like your lifestyle. Like you just attack everything that's in front of you. And that's, that was kind of my approach. Like, again, find the hard things because if you're willing to do the hard things, you're automatically in the top 25%. Cause most people won't do that. Maybe you're in the top 10%. I don't know, <laughs> but like find the hard things and then go attack them. And if you can do that, you, you'll be successful at whatever you do because most people can't do that and they can't continually do that day in mm-hmm. and day out. But I, I had to be, I, I had in college, I had to have things be simple. And for me, get tired was simple. And when I had to wrestle somebody, I didn't really care who it was. My goal was just go out and get as tired as I can. Go out and push the pace as much as I could. Like, cause if I did that, what else are you going to do? You know? And I mean, obviously you got to be smart and you got to use technique. It wasn't like just go out and start, you know, clubbing the guy, but <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah, I mean, there's a, there's always moving forward. Like when I wrestled, I just, in my mind, I'm not taking a step backwards. I'm always moving forward. And that mentality helped me do good in school. It helped me do good at wrestling. It helped me, you know, do good what I do now. I, you know, I think some people get to the end of the year, you know, and they're like, oh man, I can't wait to the end of the year. I'm like excited. I Mm -hmm. want my team to be excited. Like, and we talk about that. Like this time of year, February is exciting. Like, you know, some kids are like, ah, oh, I'm just tired. I'm like, man, you can be tired when the season's over. Like, <laughs> let's be excited. Let's find mm-hmm. things that let's find things we're grateful for. And let's go, let's go get after them. I mean, we got what, two weeks, three weeks till it's over. Let's go get what we want. Let's go get what we want. And if you can get kids to buy into that and, and try to get them to again, attack it, they're dangerous. Yeah. How do you change when you hear them see, when you hear some of your athletes saying, oh man, I'm looking, you know, I can't wait for this to be over. Do you kind of get in there and try to change their mindset and have them look at it a different way? Yeah. I mean, it it depends on who the kid is, Mm -hmm. but sometimes you have like, you know, the four string JV kid and he's just going to say that. (laughs) Right. You know, so you got to kind of take into consideration, like, who's saying that and what is their commitment level towards wrestling. Um, but on the other end, if I've done this before, I had a kid that was kind of complaining and whining and I just said, get out. Like I just went up to him. I said, get out, get out of practice. And well, like what? And like, I, I wasn't like mad at him, but like, I didn't like his negative attitude and his demeanor. And honestly, he was tired and he needed a break. I'm like, get out, get out. I said that today was Monday or whatever. I said, you come, come back on Friday. What? Like they just, they're just like, Whoa. Like, and then other kids hear that, you know, like, Oh my God, coach Doe kicked him out of practice, you know? And I wasn't kicking out to be mean to him. Mm-hmm. The kid needed a mental break. And not every kid's like that. Again, I talked, talked earlier about like Andy O'Loughlin. He needed practice. 
he needed to like be tired. He needed to be physically drained every day because to him, that made him think he was getting tougher. Now, Ben Lehman, a day off here or there, or maybe something little Now he's thinking he's getting tougher, completely different, like practice plans, but it didn't matter. Cause like, you want them to think I'm going to do this. And so as a coach, again, you got to kind of move those pieces around and you got to kind of negotiate them. And sometimes you got to, you know, you're going to have to just trust me. You know, I, I've had parents and different people and even assistant coaches like, well, dude, what are we doing? I'm like, you're going to have to trust me. And uh, more times than not, it's worked out. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty rewarding when you have a group of people that do trust you and do believe in what you're saying and, and will follow the plan. And then you succeed from it you know, that's a pretty powerful thing. So, Mm -hmm. and we've been able to do that a few times. So that, that's what makes coaching cool. Yeah. How did you, you know, you mentioned that you teach math and that, um, how you were two-time academic All-American doing math. (laughs) Math is hard. I mean, especially at a college level, (laughs) like I can't imagine some math courses you were taking. How are you able to balance wrestling with math? Like that, that's one of math is my favorite subject. So it always fascinates me how it it fascinated me. I heard you were a math teacher. Sure. Um, I think it's how it's like I said earlier, you got to attack it. I mean, I remember taking calculus one and I'm like, man, this class is going to be hard and I can complain about it and I can whine about it. And I can try to just get by or I can go to class and try to learn as much as I can. And that was my attitude. And you can choose your effort. You can choose your attitude. Like, and that just became what I did. Like I would go to calculus and I would, you know, do the best I could. Like I seven 30 in the morning calculus. I mean, who wants that? But like, you know, I did pretty good in calculus. So I'm like, dang, I'm going to take calculus too. Did pretty good in calc too. I'm like, I said, heck, might as well take three. So I'm in, <laughs> I'm in like calc three. I mean, really advanced class. Right. Yeah. And it's like maybe 15 of us, maybe. And 11 of us are from another country. You know, 12 of us are from another country. And so it's like, I got to, I got to attack this because I'm, I'm at my best when I'm like, go here, go there, do this, do that. Like, go, 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 go. And when I can attack things and, you know, get after it, then that's, that's when, that's when I'm doing good. That's when I'm happy. That's when things are going good. When I'm like sitting back, just letting things happen, not driving the bus, so to speak, then that's when I'm just getting by. And like, I don't, I don't function or perform like at a high, high level when I'm in that mode. So I gotta be like, I'm the, Iowa Wrestling Coaches and Officials Association president. I'm the Iowa USA Wrestling Coaches Director. Okay. I'm uh, trying to lead a girls program and a boys program at a 2A school. I'm trying to teach like Algebra 2 to 80 students every day. You know, I'm trying to be a husband and dad to three kids and, and my wife. You know, so I mean, I got stuff going on all the time. And these, these kids are saying, and, and I own, and another math teacher and I own a driver's ed company and we do driver's ed four times a year. So, I mean, I always got some iron in the fire always, but I think that's what, 
that's what makes me perform at a higher level. Because if I'm not like go, 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 then I'm in like lazy mode and I'm just getting by. And so I think going to college, being a two-time academic All-American, being a three-time athletic All-American, three-time conference champion, like you can't do that with lazy. You got to you got to attack it and you got to attack it all the time. So it just becomes, it becomes who you are. And, you know, we talked about it earlier, like you have to find the hard things and then go get them. Like go at, don't be a, don't run the other direction. You run right at it. And uh, I think if you can do that and you can do that professionally and um, you can bring along others and be a leader, then you got something pretty special. Yeah. Well said. Um, what's it take to be an academic all American? A lot of work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> A lot of work. I mean, there's, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's things I had to give up in college. You know, I, I couldn't go out a lot. I couldn't, um, stay up late. I, you know, I, I just, you have to understand like, what works for you. And mm-hmm. for me, you know, I'd study a lot. I'd go to bed. Like I'm a big routine guy. So I'm not staying up till like two in the morning, three and you know, I'm not doing that. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to bed at a decent time. I'm trying to be like, manage my time wisely, be a hard worker, you know, get stuff done ahead of time, ask the right questions. Um, but I think a lot of it is like, I had a good relationship with a lot of my math professors. Uh, the Waltman brothers were the Augie and uh, uh, Willie Waltman were teachers at Warburg. And I mean, they helped me a lot. Like I had them for calculus and um, a lot of, a lot of classes there. And, you know, I just, I got to know them pretty well and they were into athletics. They're big supporters of athletics at Warburg and I just felt like they cared about me and I could ask them questions or I could get help or, you know, there's tutor sessions that I would go to, not because I had to go to them or because I needed to go to them because it it just makes you better. Like do things that are going to make you better. And that doesn't matter. That can be athletics. That can be academics. I don't think you can be a high performing athlete if you're not a good student. I mean, few people can do it, but most people can't. Like if you're, if you're a high performing student, then you have the chance to be a high performing athlete or vice versa. I don't think you can be high in one and low in the other. Um, but I just, I just think it's a, it's a mentality, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it has to do with how my parents raised me. I mean, I'm, I'm one of five kids. So even like when we were kids, I mean, it was a fight. Like, you know, it was, it was tough at times. And my mom stayed home with us and my dad, you know, worked his butt off and we lived on a farm. We, I mean, we always had stuff that needed to get done always. And so we can sit around and be lazy about that and complain about it or, you know, say, oh, well, it's raining today. We can't do this or that, or we can go find something to do. And my dad was always like that. Like, Today we're gonna to do this, and we're gonna do this. We get this done, then we're gonna. It was. It's like the list never ended, you know. And my dad like made us do things. I had a brother that was a year younger than I was, and we had a feed room that was clear across the farm, 
and we had cattle that was clear on the other side of the farm and we would have to carry buckets like morning and night to feed the cattle. You know, my dad probably could have just bought a self feeder or whatever and filled it up every so often, <laughs> but no, we got two boys. These are chores you guys need to get done. And I mean, it's just stuff you grew up doing. And, you know, as a kid, you just, you do what your dad tells you to do. Right. <laughs> you right. Know, well, why are we doing that? You know, you should do this. I mean, I just, that's how I, that's how I was raised. Like, and there was probably things that we did that could have been done a different way easier. But when dad said to do something or I need this job done, you do it. Like you don't be like, well, you know, this is, you know, no, you do it. Mm -hmm. Find a way to do it. And so I guess my parents just did a good job, you know, of trying to, instill that mentality and, and what I, what I believe in and what I think is important nowadays mm-hmm. as a coach, as a dad, as a teacher, as a husband, it's all, you got to attack it. You can't, you can't sit back and hope for a better day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today's the day. <laughs> Today's the day. Yes. Is that, is that something that you, how you've kept your program at such a high level for so long? Like you mentioned your credentials earlier, 21 out of 27 years, conference champ, top 10 at state, you know? Um, yeah, I would say, yeah. I think uh, the biggest thing is, you know, you have to have a lot of resources that are available to you. And we've been able to have a lot of those resources here. Um, and then you have to be willing to use them. Like you have to find ways to, um, I remember this one parent, I had this one parent that was, uh, I'll just use the word disgruntled. And they, you know, would, would question a lot of the things that we were doing. And I, and I remember one night, uh, probably talking, talking to my wife about it. Like I have to find a job for this parent because they were trying, they were kind of nitpicking like a lot of the things we were kind of doing and questioning some of the things we were doing. And so I got to find a job. So I found a job for this parent. They like did uh, design some things for us in the weight room and oh my god just totally switched them like they'll do anything for you I mean I still have this parent when I say hey, anything you need is there something I can do to help wrestling something I can do to help weight room and like I just needed to find a way so that they could have a little bit of the program you know instead of just kind of like closing them off I had to find a way for these parents to be involved at a level that you know they were capable of doing and, it, and honestly, it helped us. It made our weight room better. It made our wrestling team better. And it gave this parent a ton of pride in independence wrestling. So um, you just got to find the right people to do the right jobs, so to speak. And that's not an easy thing. It's a lot of trial and error, a lot of questions and a lot of uh, conversations. But if you can if you can find the right people and put get them the right job, man, your program can really take off mm-hmm. so and we and we've been able to do some of that again i don't i don't think i don't think independence wrestling has done what it's done because of me i mean i'm i'm part of it but there's you know there's a lot of things that happen that um you know one of our assistant coaches is the third grade through sixth grade p teacher another assistant coach is kindergarten through second grade p teacher <laughs> Our junior high coaches, our junior high teachers, you know. Uh, I talked about Scott Eddy, who was the state champ in uh, 97. 
and now he's teaching upper level science at, at the high school. So, I mean, there's, there's different things that we have in place that help us be successful. And there's a lot of people, you know, coach Miller, you saw, he's talk about like, either you're either getting on the bus or you're getting out of the way. And, you know, we have a lot of people that are getting on the bus, um, you know, and, and doing different things for our program one way or another. So, and I think that's not every community is probably like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes I think about, you know, should have, should have I gone to like a bigger community, you know, like a Cedar Falls or a Des Moines school, you know, you know, but at, at the same time, my kids have been able to play three and four sports. They've, you know, been played varsity, gotten to go to state and lots of things. So, you know, I think as a coach, sometimes you wonder, is there better opportunities? But then it's like, you know, at Independence, we've pretty much done everything, but, you know, we haven't won state for a while. But mm -hmm. we build a new school, build an awesome wrestling room. Uh, you know, we have one of the biggest tournaments in Iowa, the Cliff Keen tournament. Um, we're having a girls tournament November 19th. I think right now it's at 31 teams already. I mean, just, just like that. But, uh, you know, we have Matt Shannon. He runs a lot of tournaments and does a good job. And people know when they come here, they're going to get good matches and good mm -hmm. wrestling, and you're going to get in a tournament that's run efficiently. So um, we try to, I mean, aside from the wrestling, we try to do as many things as we can right or at a high, high level. Um, we want people to have a good experience with wrestling whether you're a fan, whether you're a dad, a mom, an athlete, a coach, a spectator. I mean, we want your experience when you come to Independence. We want it to be positive. So um, that means running a good tournament. That means not a lot of downtime. That means getting good officials. That means paying them well. That means having a crew to set up and clean up. Um, so all those, you know, all those things are important when you run a program. That means having a mat club program. That means having junior high coaches that, you know, you talk to on a daily or weekly basis about what's going good or what's not going good or how do you do this or how do you do that? And, uh, you know, you have this support group. You can brainstorm ideas and different things. And so we've just – we've been fortunate enough to have, have that here. Yeah, one of the – one of my favorite tournaments was the Independence Tournament. Um you guys have this awesome breakfast too down in the basement. <laughs> We'd come there and it'd be this awesome breakfast. And then you always had like two gyms. You had the basement. I don't know if it was a cafeteria or a gym. And then the upstairs yep. gym, but always probably the toughest tournament we went to every year. But we have yeah. a, we have a freestyle tournament in the spring. Oh yes. I remember. And that. Oh man. It's like, I mean, we get kids from Wisconsin, Illinois, Minnesota, but I mean, independence is just located in a good spot because, you know, you're pretty close to Waterloo, Dubuque, Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, you know, and then you got like Osage, Waverly, you know, Decorah, Crestwood, uh, those teams up north. And all of them are pretty close to us. <laughs> you know, it's not right. that far of a drive. So um, it's just we're in a good spot, I guess. And, you know, like I'm from Manchester, so I'm literally <laughs> half an hour from home. My wife is from Traer. She went to North Tama. So, you know, we're about 50 minutes from her, mm -hmm. her home. So uh, it's just been a, it's just been a good, it's been a good spot for us. Mm -hmm. um, 
and people here have, you know, either gotten on the bus or they've gotten out of the way. So, um, it's just, it's just works pretty well. Yeah. And lastly, I want to mention you probably also, you couldn't have as much success without a good support system. So you mentioned your wife is from Traer, um, and you have three kids, Matthew's at Wartburg. What are the other two? up to nowadays so uh yep allison my oldest daughter uh graduated from you and i uh last spring and so she has a job at john deere um she makes way more money than i ever (laughs) than i ever started off Mm -hmm. um so she's in this uh, john deere program uh right now so she's working uh in waterloo and then she goes to davenport i think in june for a year and a half there and then uh kind of see what happens with john deere um, Matthew is at Wartburg, um, and he has, he's a, academically, he's a junior, but athletically he's a sophomore. So COVID kind of like his, his freshman year was COVID. I think he only wrestled like two or three matches. Mm-hmm. Um, so he actually has three years of eligibility left at Wartburg. And then my youngest daughter, Natalie, uh, is a senior this year at independence. Um, so She's kind of looking at going to UNI. She kind of mm-hmm. wants to go to UNI, um, but we'll we'll see. One thing that I've been really thankful, like with my family, and we talked about a lot of things that you need to run a good program. And my family is like number one. Like my wife is always helping do something, you know. And a lot of those people don't get much recognition. I mean, she's doing a lot of things behind the scenes, a lot of mm-hmm. things people don't know about. Um, but she's always willing to do whatever. Uh, my oldest daughter has a manager in junior high and her freshman year. And then she was a wrestling cheerleader. I mean, Matthew obviously wrestled in, in high school and now at college. And then uh, Natalie, my youngest daughter, has uh, been a manager since seventh grade. So uh, she has uh, her and then there's four other managers. And honestly, they do like all the stuff. Like I don't even have to tell them what to do anymore. Um, three of them are seniors and the other two are sophomores and I got to just say, Hey, we need this. And they just, it's been awesome. They take care of it and I don't have to explain it. Uh, they're all like 4.0 students. So like they, they pick stuff up. They're smart. I don't have Mm -hmm. to, like I said, I don't have to re-explain. I need this done this way. They just, they'll do it. And I know it's done at a high level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Real quick. I would love, yeah. Give a shout out to managers and cheerleaders and everyone else around who makes the program work. Um, my sister was a manager and I know she did a lot for Chet. Oh, yeah. um, you know, well, taping, putting the tapes together, wall chart. Yeah. Everything else, you name yeah. it, you know? So yeah, that's awesome. Had some serious battles back in the day when I first, MF, it used to be uh Denver MFL and independence and man, we'd have some good duels. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Great. we um 2000 I think it was 2008. We wrestled at Upper Iowa and you guys got the best of us and ended up uh, I think going on to wrestle for the state at the state duels I think that year. Yeah, they that's and that's what's tough about Northeast Iowa is I mean, there's always a good team that gets left out and mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that somebody's got to go and somebody's got to stay home, but yeah, I remember 
I remember penciling out a couple duels that are pretty tight. <laughs> but man, I don't know. We got to do this and we got to have points here and we got to have points there. And, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get our kids to believe in our strategy and what we needed to do for our team to win. And if that meant moving weights or, do, you know, just, hey, we'll do, we'll do whatever. If, if our team has a chance, tell us what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our kids, our kids bought into that and, and believed in it. And, you know, like I said, a lot of times it worked out, but mm-hmm. you know, we we had some serious battles uh, up north. <laughs> um, well, I will, yeah, I'll let you go. I appreciate you taking the time to down and chat about your experience, all of it from high school to coaching now. Um, what is so? I introduced my guests with their walkout song, you know, if you will. <laughs> so, if you were to have one to introduce yourself, what would it? What do you think it would be? Oh man. A walkout song. <laughs> um, and I can reach out to you closer to when I release the episode if you need some time to think about it. You know, uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not much of a music person, but uh, you know, I just, I like, I like the song. I don't even know that what the name of it is, but it's uh, like bodies hit the floor. Like, uh, I don't, I can try to figure out who it is, but I know that song. It's, uh, I mean, I just feel like. You know, or, or back in black. Like I like I like Queen. We are the champions. Or, <laughs> you know, blood on your face, big disc. Uh, I mean, uh, like any of those songs, like kind of get me fired up. And that's one thing. Like Coach Miller's helped me too. Is you know, the end of the year, I try to be in a really good mood. <laughs> like when I walk in that wrestling room, man, I'm smiling. I'm skipping. I'm probably singing. You know, and I don't even have any musical talent whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But like those kids read your body language, they get excited, they're kind of like pumped up. You know, there's big matches coming up, there's stress, it's intense, but man, practice is pretty loose. <laughs> and like that's probably some of our best practices is at the end of the year when, you know, things are stressful, we don't act like it's a big deal at all. Like it's just, this is how it is, this is how we are. And uh, I, in the Christmas time, I played uh, a few years ago kids are walking in and I tell them like, I just tell them straight up. I said, Christmas is going to be hard. And then I play, this is the funnest time of the year over and over and over. (laughs) And they'll walk in every single day of Christmas. And I'm playing, this is the greatest time of the year. And I mean, they just look at me like, Oh, coach Doyle is crazy, you know, but then like we, we hit it hard and we get out of there. And then tomorrow it's the greatest time of the year again. And, uh, they like, it's just, it's funny, but it's kind of like subliminal. Like I kind of think they come in thinking negative because I tell them like practice is going to be hard. Like we don't have school. You got recovery. Most of you guys lay around anyway. Might as well give you a reason. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, practice has turned up a couple notches. And like I said, like, as they're coming in, putting on their shoes and <laughs> kind of figuring out who their partner is going to be. I'm playing, you know, I just tell the managers, I just do this, like play it again. It's the greatest time of the year. So maybe that would be my walkout yeah. song. <laughs> For the happiest time of the year. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know, it's like a little Christmas, Christmas carol or whatever. And mm-hmm. my kids just look and they just shake their head and then we get to it and it's intense. I mean, Christmas mm-hmm. practices is intense. <laughs> so, well, what what Ben said was uh, one of the main things he remembers is a passion, the fire, and his desire 
you were quiet, but you could tell every day in practice, he loved being there. Mm-hmm. So, and I can still tell it even just sitting down, just chatting. Like I can still tell Oh yeah, that level of passion still there. Yeah, so I, I'm i I'm a fair, I would say I'm a fairly quiet person. Like, you know, I'm in a lot of zooms like with uh, IWCOA or even Iowa USA. And honestly, I don't feel like I offer my opinion a ton, but like when I talk, I try to say something important. <laughs> and I think I kind of coach that way. Like I don't talk a lot, but when I do talk, I'm saying something important. Like, and I'm a pretty calm, laid back person. Like you're not going to see me like super animated or out of my seat or yelling or even getting on the official. Like, that's just not my personality. Like I think the officials are there to do their job. I'm there to coach my team. And if I've done a good job, I want to sit there and watch them perform. I don't want to have to coach a whole bunch. Um, And so I think, I think people, some people are critical of me, I think, because they're like, geez, coach Doyle, do you, do you even have a heart rate? Are you even like, you know, but when it's competition, I want to assess, I want to take in like what I've been preaching for however long, you know, but now in practice, there's times I do get animated. There's times I raise my voice. Um, but I don't, I'm not a yeller. I'm not a screamer, but at the same time, I think my athletes have a lot of respect for the way I coach and what my expectations are for them. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to be really clear about that. And so, you know, I'll, I'll tease kids a lot like, Hey, what are you capable of? You know? And they'll say, I don't know. And I'm like, man, you want to know what I think you're capable of, you know? And then they're kind of intrigued and then I'll just walk away. (laughs) And then, you know, because then they're wondering, but they're starting to think about "Ah, what am I capable of? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's stuff that they got to kind of figure out. But, uh, you know, I try to like the mental game, the psychological part of coaching. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So it, um, it, it's what makes coaching fun in my mind. Yeah. Well, what I'll say is, um, you know, who that reminds me of, of, who's not very animated. The first person that came to mind, who doesn't look animated when they're in the corner, who doesn't look like their heart rates up. Kale Sanderson. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he is he's yeah. even and keeled as they come. And I'm not trying to be like Kale Sanders. Right, right. But right. I, I just, I mean, if you've done a good job, like in practice, and you've prepared your kids the right way, hey, go mm-hmm. get them, boys. Let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to, you know, get all wound up. I mean, coaching, coaching like anything else should be an enjoyable experience, I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how – you can have an enjoyable experience when you're yelling at an official or you're yelling at a kid, you know, now they need to know what their expectations are and they need to know like where the lines are and things like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and there's gotta be a certain amount of respect there, but yeah, I mean, I enjoy watching kale coach because a lot of people try to, you know, do this or that. I mean, you can't like statistically Penn state's been pretty dominant. Mm -hmm. And so whatever he's doing, He's doing it at a pretty high level and he's doing it well. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's just my philosophy. Um, I'm pretty quiet. I'm not the person that's going to be 
up in the front doing this or that. I'm probably the guy in the back, mm-hmm. you know. But and if there's a kid that's got a big match, and I'm just trying to get him to relax, like have fun. Like you signed up for wrestling. Mm-hmm. What independence <laughs> wrestling's about? Like these are big matches, but don't make it bigger than it needs to be. Like it's just a match. Like it's not going to define your life, <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. they gotta. You gotta put it in perspective for them, you know. And I think you learn that over time. You learn that with experience. Um, but again, I have. I have a really good relationship with a lot of, a lot of kids. Like, I mean, I'm walking down the hall, I'm talking to everyone. So. Well, whatever you're doing, it's working too. <laughs> you know? um, 2020 right. class two, a coach of the year. I mean, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Um, I guess I do want to ask one more question. You, do you ever have some time to take, take and look over your career as a whole, both coaching and athletically and just kind of just take it in as, as successful as you have been. Have you had time to do that? before? I, I haven't done that until just recently. Kilby. Um, I had a guy that I've been talking to about taking a picture and we, we have these, our school is, and I want to say eight or nine years old. And we put these pictures up and at the time they're really cool because you know, they're brand new. Well, they've been up eight years or you know, like we need to update them. And so I was actually at Far- at Fargo this year and I was talking to a, a photographer uh, from Iowa because Wyatt, Wyatt Schultz used to always kind of be around independence and like he'd do a lot of those things. And so I was talking to this photographer. I'm like, Hey, I got these pictures. I kind of want to update. And so he kind of showed me a picture that he had taken for another school. And it kind of had on like a lot of history and sort of memorabilia and, and this and that. And I was like, man, I kind of like this one, you know, and it, it was, it was pretty plain, but it was like, cool. It was a cool picture in, in my mind. And he says, well, how about if I stop at the school, we can kind of go through some things. And I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. So I was kind of showing around wrestling room and this and that. He's like, Hey, let's go look at the trophy case. And I'm like, all right. And I mean, I walk by this thing every day, right? Every day. Mm-hmm. And I, and he's like, well, let's see how many trophies we got. And he started counting one, two. I mean, we have like 15 state trophies since I've been here. 15. And I had never like, I have, that's like one every other year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I had never really thought about I'm just like, let's win the next one, whatever it is. Let's what's next again. What's next. It's not, I'm not looking in the rear view mirror very often. It's always what's forward. What's next. And so for the first time, like this fall, you know, even going back and doing the 21 out of 27 years, I didn't do that until just recently. You know, I couldn't have told you how many conference championships we have or how many state duels. I don't, I don't know. I was like, just, Next one, but I do know we have 15 trophies in the trophy case, <laughs> state tournament trophies. And when I came here, Independence didn't have any, you know. So mm-hmm. in wrestling, and it's just like it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so once I think when you 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 work hard to try to get to a, a level, you know, that you want to be at. Um, and like I said, we we you know we. I'd really like to win state at some point, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like 
we're close. We got in second, got in third, fourth. Um, but you know, there's a lot of cool memories in those trophies and in those conference championships. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, not a lot of places have that, you know, not, so, yeah. And, and I not think for as long as you have too. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and that's the thing. I think what you talked about West Delaware and independence kind of, I mean, they have that too. They have mm-hmm. a lot of trophies, a lot of conference championships and, um, so you have, you know, you have programs that want it and expect to do well. So it, uh, but that's, you know, you don't, I guess, again, I don't look in the rear view mirror very mm-hmm. often, <laughs> you know, it's always next, but you know, I am getting older I'm getting closer, you know, probably closer to the end of my career. And, you know, you start to reflect on some of that stuff. Whereas when you're younger, you're like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. But, um, it's pretty enjoyable when you sit back, you know, there's a lot of cool memories and us coaches, you know, like coach Donnelly, he's, he's coached with me for a long time as an assistant high school coach. Um, we got a lot of stories, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember a couple of times sitting down with uh, Ray Fuller and uh, Randy Lehman, Ben's dad and story after story about those two knuckleheads and about their childhood. So I mean, it's just kind of funny, but mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's important as a coach and, and I, and I haven't done this enough is to just stop and reflect and think about, you know, the, the good things that we've been able to do because mm-hmm. you're so consumed with moving forward and who the next kids are and developing them and getting them in the right mindset. But when you sit back and you've been in one place for a long time and you've had some success, you know, pretty neat yeah yeah it is and that that was kind of my whole main point for asking that question is just looking at your career and all that you've accomplished and i know obviously there's still more but what you have accomplished (laughs) right what you have accomplished though has been pretty pretty special too to this point yeah it's it's uh you know i don't know what i don't know in the end like what that gets you but Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i feel like i've had a good career and i mean the biggest thing it's not about the trophies. It's not about, you know, the accomplishments. It's about making a difference in mm-hmm. those kids. And, and hopefully whatever we do and whatever we say and whatever we put them through and whatever challenges we throw in front of them, hopefully they learn something that can benefit their life and they can go on and be good at whatever that is, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's really what we're trying to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, obviously we want to be successful, and but the main thing is trying to make a difference in people and influence society to be better. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no doubt that you you've accomplished that to this point. So, um, yeah, again, just want to thank you for taking some time here and chatting with me about all of it, all your experiences, and it's been a pleasure. This is this was this was great. Yeah, I love I love the talking wrestling, so I appreciate you asking me and having me on. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago.
Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Michael Doyle, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat to hear more of my content. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care, and we will see you next time. Let's talk.